Okay, good morning. Today's class is in Lunishmat Yachmadi Alam Gedalia, Lunishmat in Benema, Fushal Ema, Abraf Shal Minyavne, Daniel Mansara, and Reina Bas Bahia, and Hanabat Adel, success in Yarshamayim of Elisheva Badabaka, the Abelisheva, Shefam Elisheva, Reina Makabatova Basha, and Gadi Elbin Elisheva, and Emma Elisheva. God willing, Bizrat Hashem. Oh, also, today is, today's class is in memory of all those who died at, at a Kiddush Hashem v'tad v'tad. The 20th of Sivan is a very, very special day. A lot of the Hasidim, they fast. It's a day that a lot of people sacrifice their life for God's name. And this is the day that we, you, you practically try to do something today to sacrifice yourself for something. Uh, people died to sacrifice their name for God. So you should do, today's a very special day. A lot of people fast. They were called the Kemenilsky massacres in Ukraine. So today we can actually do, try to do something positively and sacrifice something for ourselves. Sacrifice something for our Creator to be able to uh, give memory to those who died at the Kiddush Hashem. Okay, today we're going to talk about, uh, again, another chapter in the big book called Aleph Bet. Um, and this one, the, the, the topic is fear. What Rabbi Nachman says on fear, we're going to talk about 15, 20 advices, pretty much, how to deal with what fear does, etc. We've already spoken about this a lot of times. I would say that the general consciousness of the world right now is in fear, obviously. It's, there's, it's just, the problem with the fear is, when you're living in that consciousness, you just have more things to be afraid, of, afraid about. So once you fix it on the inside, you won't fix it on the outside. On the outside, just manifests. Because you, you look at things completely different. Again, if it's not COVID, if it's this, if it's elections, if it's gas, there's nothing but you could see it looks, appears to be like there's a constant threat out there. And because the consciousness itself is, is in living in, in fear. And living in fear itself is we can't really have a relationship, a good relationship with your creator if you are living in fear. You, you really can't because you, you're going to show up with maybe 10% energy. You're going to, your, your, your perspective of your creator is of a bad parent who's stingy and he's out to punish you. So the, unfortunately, we, these are the, uh, these, as children, we, this is the way we view him, unfortunately. Um, another thing I want to speak about that, God willing, tomorrow I'm going to be posting um, the uh, interview with um, Meaningful, Meaningful Minutes, Meaningful Podcast, etc. Very excited for that. So Rabbi Nachman tells us right away, he says, fear leads to mistakes. Fear leads to mistakes, black and white. You want to have, how do you, what's a guaranteed segula? Segula means a remedy for a mistake. Make a decision when you have fear. Guaranteed. Like if you want to be guaranteed to know you're going to make the wrong decision, make the decision if, you're, if it's fear-based. And what happens, what, what, what are those, how many times do people tell you, I should have bought that building, but I was afraid. I should have gotten married, but I was afraid. I should have done this, but I should have made it. How many times did you hear that line? I should have, I should have, I should have done it, but I was so afraid. There you go. There you go. So usually fear equals mistakes. You said it from Ram Nachman. Because the fear behind it, we're too focused on, again, we're too focused on how we're going to look. It, it's not, you're not, you cannot get divine inspiration or divine a connection if you, you're cutting that off completely. So that's an area where before we make decisions, before we go into the, get yourself in a good place of trust. This is why it's so difficult. It's extremely difficult 
and you, and it's and, and it, just to talk about like so much lower pain today is coming from your back. Like they say, the fear it affects your back, lower back, and it's amazing how much your lower back is affected by your posture, <laughs> right? So you can see if a person's not aligned with his creator, his spine is misaligned, which triggers back pain, etc. So that at the end of the day, when, you're, when you ha- we have this fear, it's, it, you have to first, what I recommend, before you make a decision, pray for it. Don't become impulsive. Don't break. How many times people, they end up breaking up engagements, they end up breaking things for the smallest things. It, it's, it was an incident. Your imagination took it completely worse than it is and you could see the mistakes look at we could ju- we're, we're mourning the, the 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 jews serving the golden calf again fear every every catastrophe has happened every panic attack has happened has led to a massive mistake across the board so you know where there's fear there's going to be mistakes and some of us have a harder time such as air signs with this issue of of making a decision, and that's a problem. So this is an area where I would just trust in your creator, and how do you know you're trusting in him? You're making decisions, because usually fear leads you to making, to go backwards, not to go forwards. So that you know already it's a mistake. Fear leads to mistakes. Simplify it as, as much as possible. So again, what we have to work on constantly is working on our control factor and not needing to control everything and being able to embrace the moment and being able to embrace life and be able to embrace challenges. Believe me, last week I got a phone call on Tuesday that I have to deal with something this week. <laughs> Where did it come from this one? Like in a million years, one phone call changes, could change a whole week. It's unbelievable. But again, here we go. Creator of the world. Whatever you do is good for me, so let's uh, bring it on. And that's the attitude we have to have. It's the attitude we have to have. We have to have that bring it on. It's good for me. Bring it on. Enjoy the growth. Very hard to, very hard to talk about it, but you just have to do it. There's no other option. So trust, again, fear leads to mistake, and trusting in God will save you from fear. So there you go. There's the, uh, there's, there's, it's not so complicated. You either here or you're here. If you're here, you get everything. If you're here, you get nothing. I mean, just pretend you're on a bridge. You cross the bridge, you get everything. But you stay on the other side of the bridge, you get nothing. It's pretty much that simple. It's, it's, that's why free choice was given to us. And at the end of the day, we need to understand all of this is illusions. It's not reality. It's illusions. Fear... Fear, pain is real, but f- f- fear is not. Pain is real, but pain becomes growth. But fear is not real. That's the difference. Pain is real. <laughs> There's no question pain is real. Fear is not. We can have pain and not turn into fear. You can have pain, it becomes growth. Very, very important how you work on this. And again, we can do a meditation on 111, that meditation on Eno Vivado, connecting to God's name, oneness. You can just put your place, put your head somewhere else. Rav Nachman says, calling out our patriarch Avraham is a segula to eliminate fear. Mentioning the name Avraham, you, you should have in your mindset, that also helps you with fear. He's going to give us some, some specific things. Giving charity 
eliminates fear. Why? Because charity is the exact opposite. Charity is trusting, giving. Are you guaranteed to receive the money back when you give charity? No, you're not guaranteed. But heaven tells you you are. But guess what? You don't see it right away, but you'll see it eventually. So giving charity is a great way to eliminate fear because you really, if you're giving charity, you're showing that you, you, don't tr- you trust and you're not, you're not afraid of losing the money. Reciting the words, Hashem Sabaot, which is God of the host, is also a segula for eliminating fear. And again, how do we know we have fear? It's pretty much look at your energy level. Energy level will tell you everything. Your level of energy. If you have very, very low, weak energy, you're putting, you're putting energy in somewhere you can't control. And that's usually a, a lot of anxiety. Anxiety is just fear manifested. Paranoia, worry, is just fear man. It's just a manifestation. And remember, whatever you hold in your mind, manifests in your body. Trying to deal with anxiety without dealing with fear itself is like, it makes absolutely no sense. You understand? Whatever you hold in your mind ends up manifesting in your body. Remember, first it has to change in the mind, then and whatever you hold in your mind is on a much higher energy level than the body. Because the body just, again, is just holding whatever's manifesting in the mind, etc. <coughs> So, so reciting the word, Hashem Sabaot, you could scream, Hashem Sabaot, and that can also help you with fear. So now you have Avraham, you have Hashem Sabaot. These are just segulot that Reb Nachman has. A person who's afraid should sing happy songs. So another, again, again, let's see the science behind it. Break the pattern. A person has fear, he usually starts thinking about the worst case scenario. And what, what would be a great idea? Break the pattern. For example, you're in an argument with somebody, right? It's a good, it's a good trick. Don't tell my wife. Let's say you're in an argument. You have a shalom pattern problem. So what happens? Oh, look at the look how cute the dog is today. You change the pattern. You're always talking about the same thing. Good, good people. They know how to change the pattern. Start talking about the the dog. Start talking about this. Change the subject. And that usually takes the edge off of things. They say, they say that humor itself is one of the greatest forms of surrendering. David Hawkins had a beautiful, beautiful um, analogy on how to get rid of pain. You know, this, his physical pain. He, his arm got cut off. His leg, I mean, you hear like he had nine, ten injuries. And he was able to surrender them all. How did he surrender him? He says, give me more! More pain! Because if you think about it, if you ask for more pain, that's sur- what's, causing, what's causing really the energy is the resistance to the pain. But if you say, give me more pain, you don't give it energy. It's the same thing as going through a speech and saying instead of, oh my God, I'm anxious, what am I going to say? What am I going to say? I don't know what I'm going to say. What am I going to think of it? What do you think? I'm excited. Change the anxiety to excitement. That, what happens is that surrenders... Because remember, fear works on imagination. Fear works on resistance. So what we want to do is we want to pop the balloon. Pop it and just let it go. Laugh if you're in the middle of uh, pain. Sometimes I laugh. I laugh it out. Because when I start worrying about, oh my God, how long is it going to be? How long is it going to be? How long is it going to be? It makes things a lot, a lot, a lot worse. So do the complete opposite. If you're going to cry, laugh. If you're going to say, no, no, don't give me less, 
give me more. Do the complete opposite. You have to trick your mind, etc. This is why he never gave labels to certain things. God, if a person says, I have a herniated disc. Oh, I have a herniated disc. That means this. That means a pinched nerve. That means this. That means that. Sometimes when we name things, for example, COVID. I have COVID. Oh, COVID means this, 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 this. I have a cold. Or my, my nose is stuffy. Sometimes the name itself has an accumulation of too much negative energy. So your brain associates, oh, I'm going to be sick, I'm going to be tired, etc. So when you, when you, again, go see your doctor. Right? I'm just giving you an, don't make it worse than it is. You already have to deal with something. Don't make it worse. I've done this a lot of times. What I practically do when I have pain and stuff, I, I, I go through each one of my body parts and I relieve the tension in each one. For example, I, uh, okay, number one, relieve, remove all my tension from my head. Then I'll go to my arm, remove all my tension from my arms. Then I'll go to my shoulders, remove all the tension. And little by little, as you start surrendering all the tension, you'll see, you'll feel like completely light. Because believe it or not, when you worry, when, you, when you're stressed out, you fear, you're holding on to stuff. You're holding on. And then, but once you let it go, you feel so much more relieved. And he says, David Hawkins says that after you do that, your, your face should be sore. Because you don't recognize how much you're, you're like holding, you know, you're holding on to things in life. We hold, we hold on to a lot of things in life. And that causes, causes exhaustion. And then the next line, what does he say? Fear saps a person's strength. There you go. Because if you, again, if the, all the energy is being spent on, on, and, on, on worrying about things you can't control, then that's where your energy is going to go. So this is why people, you could see Friday night, after the whole week, they finally have a chance to relax. <sighs> they crash. They crash. Mentally, they crash. Because they were so on. Or it's funny when people end up, after something is over, they end up getting sick. Like after a big fight, people end up getting sick because they, they were so on that you had so much adrenaline. And when they calm down, they finally ended up getting sick afterwards. So you could see how much, how much energy we're giving away, etc. So again, we, we, we need all of this. You need a daily, 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 daily meditation on this. And, and, and knowing one very simple. Knowing your strength is telling you, because remember, stress takes away 50% of your strength. Stress takes away 50% of your stress. So if you, if you feel ex extremely exhausted, then ask yourself, where is my energy going? Can I control that energy? Yes or no. Is it somebody in my life that I have resentment and should give them mercy? Would you yell? If your partner was handicapped, would you call him inconsiderate for not being able to stand up? you would be completely, they would say, you need help, more help than the person. So unfortunately today, we are dealing with people who are emotionally handicapped. They are limited on what they can give. And you really can't yell at them for not being able to stand up. What you could do is you could accept it. Or you could not accept it and check out. That's also another option. But you could recognize that person cannot stand up. Start becoming humble. Just what did Moshe Rabbeinu do? Not only did he forgive Miriam, but he prayed for her. So what we need to do is we have people in our lives 
that they can't give, what do you want from them? It's like a, you, you, you would go to a psychiatrist and say, this person is handicapped and they don't want to stand up for me. They will look at you and say, you're the one that needs more help than the other, than the person. Don't you understand that person has limitation? You can't scream at them. <laughs> That's what they have. It takes years and years to work on your midot. How do you like that one? You think somebody's going to fix it in one minute? So you have to have compassion. Compassion is the key. And as you have compassion, your creator will give you compassion. Believe me, I've learned it the hard way. It's the only thing that works. But you cannot take things personal when people cannot give. They can't give you. They can't stand up mentally. What can you tell you? And so many people are suffering. They're suffering as a victim to this because they're making it, they're making all, they're making it about them. And all they're doing is making it about them. It's not about you. A person cannot give. What you could do is you could compliment them and break the pattern. Compliment them. And they won't recognize, wow, you complimented me? It'll be like a change of change. It'll be a change of pattern. But people expect to hold resentment all day long and come home and expect that things should work out. I mean, how in, the world, how in the world is that going to possibly happen? The person feels exactly what you're thinking. It's unbelievable. The person feels exactly what you're thinking. So again, same thing with relationships. Oh my God, I feel it's not going to work out. Okay. Then the universe will show you a reason why it won't work out. And it'll be a self-fulfilling prophecy. So very important couples that are dating, couples that are, if you, you need to, both of you need to have trust. Because if one of you has fears, you're going to end up sabotaging the relationship by creating doubt. And that's exactly what the ego does, is create doubt to screw up everything good in our lives. That's it. So there you go. Fear saps a person's strength. I could tell you, we could talk all day long. person who's afraid should sing happy songs. Picturing the name of the, of, of the name Elohim. Okay, that also, if you picture that name in your mind's eye, that will dispel any fear you have. It's another segula. So if you look at the name Elohim, which represents the name of nature, 86, Elohim, that name, if you look at it, that will help you against also any kind of fear. Whoever consumes money belonging to Jews will be striking with fear. It means if you take something that's not yours, you might think you won, but at the end of the day, yeah, you made you made $1,000, but you have uh, uh, 300 hours of anxiety. So at the end of the day, you have to ask yourself, is it worth it? <laughs> Everything has a price in life. Everything has a price. A person who's lax in reciting the blessings before and after eating will be striking with fear. So when you say the brachas also, say it, say it with a little more intention, that would also help you not have these fears. They also say when you cut your nails, that you cut your nails without washing your hands, it also brings fear. I've heard that many, many times. So there's little things you could do, again, that we can fi fix it. By trusting in God, you will not be frightened. That's, that's the real core. The real core is trust in God. Un go all in. You, if you go all in, you're going to have more energy 
and you're not going to give energy away to things you can't control. Period. Immersing in the mikvah also eliminates fear. Why? Mikvah is what? Mikvah is humility. Mikvah is reborn, etc. He says immersing in the mikvah 300 times, 310 times. I think you, should, you need to get goggles and a scuba diver. But again, depending on what your issue is, maybe you do need to go 310 times, depending on what your issue is. But again, you are created in this world for in order to crown your creator, not to walk around with massive anxiety all day long. You need to understand the mission. What in the world am I here for? I hate to say it's so Scorpio-ish. What is the, go- what is the mission statement? Like you have a company. The company has a mission statement. That mission statement dictates everything they do. So you also, are, we come to this world with a mission statement. We're here to crown our creator. We're here to reveal the godliness in our lives. Right? But we walk around with, with no trust. Then we walk around like, we, where is God? And there, there's, there where everything comes in our lives, unfortunately. By being humble, you will not be frightened. By being humble, you will not be frightened. What is the number one problem with public speaking? What do you think? Why, why is it like the second? I think it's the first or the second most scariest thing in the world. So the Baal Shem Tov tells us very simple. When you're publicly speaking, it should be an open hisbodidut between you and God. The people there are just there to listen between your conversation. That is really public speaking 101. But the minute I start thinking, oh, does this guy like the speech? Did he, did he, did he not like the speech? Did they don't like the speech? Did this, this, etc.? That's what I missed in New York. I forgot. I didn't, I didn't pray enough to connect. I was too worried about the room, etc. I, I was disfocused. That's why the speech was not as powerful as I thought it should have been. Not, nothing to do with the New Yorkers. It had to do with me. I, I, if I, I was too concerned, did they like it? Did they like the jokes? <laughs> Lost the connection. But the days that I don't care. I go there, I don't care. L.A., I didn't care. <laughs> it was, it was, the energy was much, 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 much greater. Uh, and you could just see. We all make mistakes. We all, we all learn. But you can see from ourselves. When we're too worried about the, what, how does it sound? Do they like it, etc. You lose, you lose the divine connection. Because at the end of the day, it really should be a conversation between you and God. And people are in the room. Whether it's one person, ten people, hundred people. Who, what's the difference? doesn't make a difference. But that's really public speaking 101. And the reason why it's such a fear, because we're afraid of looking stupid, we're afraid of saying the wrong things, we're afraid of rejection, we're afraid of that. But at the end of the day, if you remove all that, you can talk to anybody. The same thing for social anxiety. What are people going to think about me? What are this, etc. All of that, that really takes away all the anxiety in our lives when we're too, because we're too consumed with what about me? And at the end of the day, we, we're never going to get the results when we make everything about us, which is, abs- which is the absolute opposite of humility. That's actually arrogance. So how could we get... Of course, you're going to be frightened. If humility takes away fear, then arrogance brings it on. They say that people that are three things, outcome obsession... Social uh, outcome obsession, social comparison, and self-absorption are one of the three causes that one of the three causes where people are anxious. Again, self-absorbed with self, comparison, and obsessed with the outcome. 
It's not easy, but you have a mouth and you can pray and, and, and change. That's it. That's all we could do. All we could do in here, you make a mistake, you fix it. That's it. Take responsibility and fix it. Avoid negative self-speech. Avoid identifying yourself with the problem itself. You are not the problem. You are not a bad person. The computer needs work. I always I tell people in my recovery, you guys are beautiful souls with, with not such great computer programming. The computer programming is off. But inside of you is, 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 is nothing but beauty. It's nothing but godliness. But what happens is you, you, you program the computer the wrong way. What do you think happens? It almost runs by itself. It runs by itself. So we have to, we have to constantly recreate those programs. The other side clearly has a portion in a house where fear is present. So one of the sides, when there's fear, we, uh, we unfortunately allow negative energies into our lives. So when we have trust, there could not have no energies. Remember, the, the, the job of the other side, and God has to create the other side, the job of the other side really is to hijack holiness. It's to hijack holiness. That's their job. They, they take the hijack. For example, you're praying, your head's in uh, TikTok. That prayer gets robbed by the other side. And they get sustenance. You understand? Anything you do that doesn't have kavana, that doesn't have intention, because it has potential for good, the other side takes it. Friday afternoon, right? What does the other side try to do? Tries to create all kinds of problems in your house, so he screws up Shabbat. Wants to hijack the whole Shabbat. The other side's in charge. He wants to take away your happiness from you. By giving you all kinds of, uh, uh, by giving you the appearance that all of these things are going to make you happy, and at the end of the day, you end up with nothing. So the other side's job is to take away, to take away your happiness, to to, to rob your kedusha. This is why, if you look at the people who do satanic things, when they do these these black magic satanic things, they take. They take seed, semen. Why do they take semen? Take something else. Because that's the, the, that impurity is so strong that they get energy from that. So just to show you how much that's connected sexually and how sexually you can create a child, but if it's not, it becomes such impurity that it can do so much damage to a person to create klipot. But again, we are not klipot. We have klipot, but we are not a klipa. You're a watermelon. You're the fruit, but you're not the shell. You have a shell, but you, you're not the shell. You're not the f- shell itself. We are identifying ourselves as the shell today, which is exactly what exactly the other side wants to get the person to say, I'm this, I can't change. Yes, you can, but you have to break the klipa. You have to break the shell. He says, when Jews are united, the nations are afraid of them. But when the Jews are not united, they're afraid of the nations. Exact opposite. When Jews are united, everybody's afraid of us. When the opposite, we're afraid of them. Exactly measure, measure for measure. Exactly. When Jews forget... God and no longer rely upon him, they become frightened of the nations. I hate to tell you, 
you're, we're in a world today where we're too much into tradition. Tradition is not going to get you much today. But a good Friday night meal, maybe you'll have some matzah. You need spirituality. Tradition is not enough. It doesn't last. Tradition is not enough. You have to have spirituality. You have to have spirituality because otherwise what happens? What is all the tradition for? When you, uh, Worry brings on fear. I would say the opposite. Fear brings on worry. But pretty much the same thing. Fear brings to lies. Another segula is a light of a candle is a segula for getting rid of fear. Lighting candles. So you should light a candle in the merit of a specific rabbi. In the merit of Rav Nachman. In the merit of this. That also helps you against fear. Fear comes because of anger. Again, you could see the connection between anger, fear, like I've said that many times. Right? You lose control, it leads you to... You have fear, it makes you control things. You lose control, it leads you to anger. Anger leads you to depression. Depression leads you to isolation. Isolation leads you to addiction. So you could see what the... It's all the same pattern. This is where Brahman said this 250 years ago. Worry and fear clog the heart. So it's not like... You could just worry and have a, a clear heart. No, it clogs the heart. What does a clog in the heart mean? I become spiritually numb. I'm burnt out. So again, you, you have to do as much as you can to not lose your trust. You just have to do whatever you can in your life to pray for it, learn about it, do whatever you have to do, but get yourself in a position where you do not lose your trust. Because all of this is coming when you do... You're going to be exhausted. It's going to bring you to worry. It's going to have you fear. All of a sudden, you're going to worry, clog your heart. I mean, look at the tremendous... It's going to take away your energy. Look at the tremendous things. You have to have enough leverage to say, I need to learn books on trust. I need to listen to classes. I need to, sh- to make decisions. And that itself... Because remember, when you have a habit of making decisions, there's no such thing as procrastination. You just go straight into it. But when you have a habit of indecision, that itself is the greatest decision. And that's fueling, fueling the fear mindset. He says, um, another, he says, taking pride in one's wealth brings you to fear. Don't take pride in one's wealth. Hashem gave you something, it, it, it's coming from Him. You created a vessel, but everything, but don't take pride in it. That's everything you got, you got. Bezrat Hashem, it came from my Creator. I made a vessel, He gave me the light. But don't take pride in it. When you take pride in it, it brings you to fear. You feel like you're going to, it brings, it's a segula, now you're going to start thinking you're going to lose it. I'm going to get an evil eye. What's the issue with evil eye, right? Evil eye is an issue when somebody compliments you and you say, yes, that's mine. Nice watch. Yeah, I got it. I got it because I made money this week. So that could bring you an evil eye. You should say, somebody compliments you, Hazde Hashem. But you don't want to go out of your way to show off things because then you're taking pride in, in, in your wealth and that pride can bring you fear. That pride could bring you fear. So that you have to, we all have to be very, very careful with that. Fear comes because of anger, worry clogs the heart. A person who does not confess a sin is going to, again, start with fear. And sometimes a person will become frightened before receiving good news. 
So these are, this is enough leverage um, to talk about this. Rabbi Nachman tells us that the greatest, the greatest way to get rid of fallen fears is through judgment. It's through, it's through talking to Hashem and judging yourself. Hashem, did I give... Uh, the, you, an example would be, creator of the world, did I give energy to that person? Why am I afraid of that person? Because remember, to the extent that you're afraid of a person, you're, you're not afraid of God. It's directly related. So we look at people, we look at situations, we look at businesses, etc. All of this is all related to the same thing. When the, when the energy is not placed above, you're going to put your energy below. But when you have no problems above, the people below are just messengers. And you will never give them energy or fear or walk around you know, with, you know, I need 19 vaccines to live. Nobody, that person who, who thinks he needs 19 vaccines to live and he's still wearing a mask, you know, months after COVID or years after, who knows? It's like wearing a raincoat in the middle of the rain. The rain's over. Take off the raincoat. So, practically, we don't want to live fear because we don't want to give energy to sicknesses. We don't want to give energy to things. The more we give energy, the more it takes, the more it can, it can affect the person. That's the main purpose. Don't give energy to things. That's why a lot of the sages say, don't even name it. Don't even name what you have. Because when you name it, you're giving energy to it. I've heard this many, many times. A lot of rubbing. Don't give energy. Don't name. Like Rabbi Pinto says, don't name it. Don't stop using that name. That name is, is accumulation of, of all kinds of things. Because when you name something, you're pretty much associating a lot of things to that. What does this mean? Oh, I'm going to be, get sick. I'm going to be bedridden. I'm going to be this. You're already predicting the worst. And that's because there's an accumulated amount of energy in that name. Have a great day.